0: This is Evanya Easley, founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and styled by Love E. Happy New Year. It is 2022 and we are back. We took a break during the holidays, so hopefully y'all got a chance to recap or catch up on all our past guests and past podcasts. So New Year, new guests, and our first guest today is MJ. She is an amazing swimsuit lingerie designer as well as Amongst other designing pieces, but she custom made a, a swimsuit for me that I wore in the south of France mm, pre-pandemic mm. days. Oh, how I missed those days. But I'm super excited to have her come on and tell us her story, all about her line and what she got coming up next. Hey, so- everybody. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> so happy to
1: have you here. Now, gonna
0: tell us about
1: all about you and the line and the whole night. Oh, my name is MJ. I'm founder, CEO, designer of MJ Swim Um, If you go on Instagram, it'll say MJ's house because I just realized that I can do more than just swimwear lingerie. But um, the, my story is, you know, I used to be a choreographer. I was in the dance world and entertainment, and I also used to be a fashion production Um and what is it in fashion production yeah so I did all kinds of large fashion shows and stuff like that and I just really started getting into fashion because I was really not liking the dance world that much yeah but I loved the fashion I love the the enthusiasm and all of the creativity that comes with the dance world so I was like let me try something a little different I was actually um laying on the beach in Miami. Mm -hmm. And this girl was tugging at her bathing suit. And I was like, you know what? I can make something that, you know, we could actually wear and look good in, Mm -hmm. and we could wear it in the bed. Because I mean, the bathing suit looks like lingerie, don't it? Yeah, Because you're basically
0: half naked when you wear it. You're half
1: naked period, right? (laughs) So I was like, well, how can we bring the sexiness that's in the bed onto the beach and still be comfortable and be able to function and, you know, that's just how that came about. It was just an idea. Like, I need to make a solution for us where we can show our bodies, embrace our bodies the way that we want to do it. I love that. Now, how long have you had the line? Uh, 2018, so it'll be four years in March. Nope, four years, July 12th.
0: Awesome, awesome. And uh, I know we chatted a little bit last year, more so text than anything. So I wanted to ask... How did your business transition? Obviously, you know, with the pandemic, we all had to pivot, align, adjust. So I'd love to hear how did you adjust when the world changed or did you adjust or what did you have to do to keep everything, you know, afloat, going,
1: growing and all of the things? Well, I was blessed because I stayed in e commerce. So I didn't have any, uh, any overhead as far as like having a storefront. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to worry about that. The only thing I had to do is like when it first started, you know, make masks. So that way you show that you're socially conscious. And because mm-hmm. I am socially conscious, but you know, <laughs> make masks and, you know, get a little bit of that profit. But my clientele normally travels. So mm-hmm. you would think like during the pandemic, um, it would affect them, but they, wear the stuff to like, like you went to Africa, to Italy, to places that you wouldn't go often. So it didn't mm-hmm. really affect it. My, the piece that MJ Swimleray is really just a, it's kind of like a um a status piece. So you're not going to wear it all the time anyways. Yeah. So it didn't really affect my business because, well, that is because great. of that. Huh? That
0: is great. I said, that is great because I mean, most people, when it hit, they had to adjust how they were doing business, um, especially I know a lot of businesses that used to do events and pop ups all the time. They had to just go virtual or completely e-commerce or if they had a showroom or a store. Well, that, so that is amazing. That yeah, the pop-up part, I
1: can't that. say the pop up part did affect me. I did do pop ups um, and that did help a lot. But most of my stuff is off of Instagram and yeah. just whatever marketing that I do. Because it, like I said, mine, mine's like the traveling boss babe, and she's gonna get that regardless of what's going on. She's gonna reward herself with that piece. So even though when it first started, people weren't
0: traveling, your clients were still buying because they knew they were gonna travel again at some if, point.
1: Yeah, if they weren't, they were. If they weren't buying the swim pieces, they were buying the t-shirts. So they was they were buying something. That's awesome. I love it. I love Now, what do you
0: have coming up for this new year that you can share with us? We're at the top of the year, just getting started,
1: first weekend. Yeah, we're adding some pieces. Of course, if you follow um, MJ Swimmer you'll see a I lot do. of- I know I know you do, girl. <laughs> You'll see a lot of custom pieces come out and they'll be one of a kind. So those come out um, periodically or sporadically. Mm-hmm. But I do have a new collection coming out. I, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but it's going to mm-hmm. be a nice one. It's going to cater to that girl that wants to, you know, suck that tummy in and still look fine as ever. Um, okay when is that gonna release a little moment that's gonna release in march so i'm really excited with that i'm working on my marketing strategy i already got all the seven colors done and complete, and so that's gonna come out soon i think that one's really gonna pop um it's kind of a play off of the sammy but it's just a little more targeted for the for the lady that wants to still you know have them hips out look sexy but tuck that tummy in
0: okay okay well we'll have to talk because i'm trying to have my first um, big event March, April. Um, I'm actually going to see a site visit this weekend, so we'll talk offline about that for sure because oh gosh, we'll be going into spring summer season, so that could be a perfect segue into going into the warm weather. Mm-hmm. Plus, we weren't able to do anything um last year, so I would love to. Include some swimwear and sexiness. Ah, uh, we were, but we were able to do things during the pandemic. We did the virtual fashion show, so that was great.
1: No, that I really enjoyed that. That was really cute. It was good content for sure. Yes, yes, and mm-hmm. people
0: were excited to see the swimwear and something different. Yeah. Awesome. And even
1: though it's um, cold right now, I, I do have like outerwear that I do. Yeah. And I have custom jackets with okay. some really luxury fabrics that I'll put on there. And I really like those because those are one of a kind as well.
0: That's what's up. You know, I love that. And of course, <laughs> um, when we post the, when my assistant posts the podcast episode, she will tag you. So people who are listening can definitely go and check you out. When we post it on social media, we'll tag you so they can go and check out the line for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. Yes, definitely. So outside of, you know, you shared your story, how you started, why you started, what happened and what's going on with you in the pandemic and what's coming up next. Let's get a little bit into the business side of being a fashion and creative professional. What do you feel like has been the biggest challenge or maybe even a bigger a challenge that's coming um, up? Or just the big the biggest challenge you feel like you had to overcome since you started as an entrepreneur?
1: I would say the biggest challenge is my creativity mm-hmm. wheel is faster than my production wheel.
0: I think so, that's all the time with everybody because yeah, production is always, you know, a beast to a degree.
1: Especially <laughs> since I, I sew all of my stuff. You know, I just yeah. taught myself how to sew 2019, I believe. Wasn't mm-hmm. it 2019 on May? um so i was it was a learning curve for me so i wasn't able to just i didn't have fashion school i could just jump in and just knew exactly how to make a corset and how to put the button in and and do this double seam and all of this stuff so i had to really teach myself and i was blessed because one day i came home and i was really frustrated because i was using a manufacturer but she wasn't moving fast enough and i had Mm -hmm. a show coming up Mm -hmm. and i came home and i was talking to my mother and I was telling her my frustration, and she was like, oh, I have a sewing machine that's been sitting in the closet for 15 years. Wow. That she never touched. Girl, I was Ooh. like, okay, I know this was meant to be. And I yes. taught myself how to sew in 24 hours. So just... Wow. Yeah, so What's just... That? Yeah, so learning that and, like, being able to do it. So now my creativity was like, oh, I could do this, and I could do this. And it's yeah. like, oh, no, I got to teach myself how to do that first before I can do it. Yeah. You know, so...
0: That's what's up. What is harder to make, the clothes or the swimsuits or I would say swimsuits would be easier cuz it's less fabric, but then again, I don't know if it's more
1: intricate. Um I I mean as long as you have a pattern, it's all okay. easy to make okay. pretty much, but because I've been doing the swimwear longer, I can do that like just like cut and just keep it pushing. Yeah. Um I was getting into jackets. I made like a fur coat the other day and a, wow. Like, and it had, it was nice dark brown fur on the outside and a pink lining, but I didn't use a pattern. So that was a big failure, but you know, it was, (laughs) it was a learning curve, you know, was it faux fur at least? Uh, Yeah, it was faux, yeah. If it was real fur, I would have been hunting for a pattern. No, it was faux fur, but you know, all I got to do actually is cut the sleeves off and then it'll be like a long fur vest and it'll be literally fire. But um You know, But I mean,
0: that's the thing is at least you are trying and then you're figuring out where you went wrong and then you get it right. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. What do you think is one of the most important lessons you've learned since becoming
1: a um, fashion designer? Patience. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just, you just really, really, I mean, if you're doing it, I believe you're already, you already have the drive. People might need, you know, a little encouragement or whatever. But it's just like understanding that it's literally going to be like a plant. You put the seed in and yeah. when you put the water, it takes forever to come out the ground. You're like, yeah. yo, son, I've, I've, already, I've, I've been watering you for like three weeks. What's popping <laughs> off, you know?
0: I agree. <laughs> I love that acknowledge, analogy and example because it is true. Because I feel like now, especially with social media, People feel like everything is, like, overnight or it was instant or it's microwavable. And a lot of times we're seeing the results of people that have put in years, a decade. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And you're you like, wow, the how har- come that
1: person's blowing up? Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And you don't plan to see it and expect to harvest in the same even season. Like, whatever you're planning now is not going to come to harvest the next week or the next day or the next month even. Sometimes it can take a whole quarter.
1: Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that one might die or might need an extra attention, or you gotta plant another seed. You know what I mean? Different way. So I love
0: that. I love that. And yeah, you're. It's really important to be patient because patient and consistent. Because I I I always stress to my students all the time. Anytime they get into the "woe is me, I'm not getting no clients," I was like, y'all always think clients are gonna fall out the sky. That's not how this
1: works yeah and and i and another thing that i've realized with consistency um yes consistency is like they'll tell you and i'm just going to say like if it was instagram post five times a week and four times like i believe and i've experienced that consistency is not stopping you yeah. know because there's times where like i would say like if i have like a creative block Um, I've already posted something. I've already marketed something enough and I can tell and I can feel when my clientele is getting a little tired of seeing that same thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So uh, you have to take a break and, not, and they're kind of like men, you, you got to take a break, let them miss you a little bit, make up something and then and then give them that give them some visuals with whatever next item you have. And that is remaining consistent, always yeah. putting something out, always putting out yeah. something different. But then just making sure that your message is the same without all of the different things that you're putting out.
0: Now, I agree with that. I love that, too, because, yeah, you're right. I mean, everybody has different. You know, teachings, as you say, like, oh, post five times a day, three times a day, post every day, post during this time and all of the different things. Um, the other thing I like to mention is that your whole business is not dependent on social media or hopefully is not. Because remember, it did crash mm-hmm. was it? where it went down completely for like eight hours or a whole day or something. By the time I found out it had crashed, they was about to fix it. But my yeah. thing is, it's real life, too. And as I stress to uh, my team. And my clientele, I'm not getting the bulk of all my clients are making all my money off of social media. I'm making my money in real life. And with yes. real people offline and social media, for me, at least personally, is more for, for my business, brother. It's more of a marketing and awareness and brand awareness, but not where like, oh, my God, if it doesn't exist, I will go out of business. hmm. So I think you got to definitely balance online
1: and offline marketing, networking. Yeah, making sure you have your emails. um, Exactly. Getting into that phone text messaging. Exactly. And just get, when you meet people, get their phone number. So that way, if you need to send out a blast text, like, oh, don't forget my business is still open. You know what I mean? You can
0: do that too. Exactly. And like you said, being consistent is keep going. It doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you're not posting three to five times a day, every day you're not doing well. Everybody has to do one, what's best for them and their business mm-hmm. as well as like you said, knowing your audience, knowing your clientele. Me personally, I don't have to post multiple times a day and multiple times a week to keep my business going. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I use it more of a marketing tool, not that's the only one I'm going to make sales. If I don't do this, I'm not going to, what you call it. I don't make most of my good big sales on social media anyway. I make them offline. Mm-hmm. So For me, social media is just awareness more than anything else so that I can get some potential new people, but also let people know, okay, I see her working. I see her doing her thing. Um, I know how to reach out and contact her if I'm interested or I know somebody else who is. So it's been good for that, but you got to not put all your eggs in one basket as well as, you know, do what works best for, like you were saying, your clientele and your Mm -hmm. business.
1: Yeah, Definitely. I mean, you got to make sure you stay in their face. I mean, I'm not saying that the whole Beyonce marketing scheme is not the way to go. Because remember, for like four years, that's the only person you ever saw in the world was Beyonce. You know what I mean? And that's why she is where she is, because they
0: kept. Now that's why she can drop with no marketing. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) Because they kept you in her face. Like, even when people were like, I'm tired. Like, there was a whole year people were like, I'm tired of her. But yeah. then you got over that and you're like, I love her. Because yeah. now she she's like your sister that is like, well, she's here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So,
0: But, you know, now that she's done built all that, she don't hardly ever post. She posts when she feels like it. She posts when she about to drop some. Mm-hmm. Because at this level, she don't have to. I mean, but she don't have to. But that. then you
1: look at Rihanna and Rihanna's bigger you know what i'm saying like low key she really is bigger her brand is a lot larger but she doesn't post all the time but she makes sure that her company posts all the time you know what i'm saying and she's selling um she's not even selling
0: music at this point no more she's selling skincare clothes lingerie Mm -hmm. etc b is only selling music at the moment and you know with music you're not making a new album every two minutes the way you're making a new bra every week A new so design, it's new material, a different thing. But I think the thing with Beyonce too is that she's one been working since she was fourteen, built this massive empire, career, etc. She can afford to do what she do now because she's got a family. She wanted to mm-hmm. take the time because she already put in all the work and the grind to not have to be still grinding like that at forty
1: something.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so gotta love it. Oh, and then. One last question. And then, of course, I want you to share anything that you want to before we wrap up. But um, one last question is, what do you feel like the most important? And I I don't know. I mean, because there's so many things that are important. But what do you feel like is if somebody was starting or wanting to be in this career, what is the most important piece of advice that you think could be number one or at least the first two or three things if you can't narrow it down to one? That's starting in this business if they want to be a swimwear designer, lingerie designer, et cetera. Uh, um, teach yourself how to sew. So you're not um, dependent completely
1: on other Yeah. Reasons. So yeah. you can you can make it. it. I mean, even if it comes to the point where you're like, I don't want to be mass productive. I don't want to be uh, sewing 10, 20 pieces a day. At yeah. least be able to sew your sample.
0: Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: So when it comes time to make your tech pack, you can tell them that you need a two-inch band, a... Um, the the dip is six inches from the the cleavage you know or whatever you'll know you'll know exactly how to explain it so when you go to them they're not going to play you send you something and you paying for all these wrong samples and explain what a
0: tip pack is for the people who might not know since this is for people who are aspiring or um just getting started in the business but i love that
1: a uh, tech pack is going to be, for example, it's going to have a picture of your item, a black and white picture of your item, and not a sketched picture. It's like a two D, it kind of, you know, kind of like a rinky dink picture, but not really. Um, and it's going to have the measurements of everything. So it'll be like there'll be a, a half inch seam um, on the on the bottom portion. There'll be a, the the um, like what is that part? The um the not the cleavage, but why is this slip in my mind 2 inches down like where your nanny is? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you know I mean, cuz like People, like your
0: pelvic region, yeah, your yeah. Um, groin. Yeah, to cover up
1: your nannies. Like it should be about two inches because I've worn a lot of underwear and it's like an inch or an inch and a half and it doesn't ca- cover our nannies. Like that's craziness. Yeah. So just little things like that, that if you want to alter, if you want to be, be a solution to things, when people yeah. wear it, you'll be able to explain that to your manufacturer. Yeah, So
0: I love that. I love that. And the other thing, of course, it shows the front and the back of everything too. Yeah. Uh, Because back when I had a clothing line, before I sold it, um, the tech pack, basically, like you're saying, is the technical aspect of the design. Yeah, it's just the written are the drawing, but more of the detailed on how, like you said, to make it, whether you want it to be a two inch strap, three inch strap, Mm -hmm. not just the length, but the width of it and every Mm -hmm. single thing so they can make it right. And the great thing about what you said is if they have the sample, really, all they got to do is copy the sample versus if you don't have a sample. Now they're making a sample and it may not even be to the what you imagine. you like.
1: Yeah, because I I used to
0: always do that, make the samples, get the samples made and then send over to tech back with the sample. And yeah. that way I guarantee my production was always
1: exactly the how I was you to want. It. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you like if you watch a lot of documentaries, they'll show you, they'll be like, they'll do it on the bot on the dress form. And then I'm like, OK, now when we put it on the the lady, we have to fit it. And that's for any human because it doesn't fit exactly the same. But yeah. you might put it on the dress form and think that this crisscross is going to look good on the arm. And it does on the dress form. But then when you put it on the person, the sleeve is falling all the way off. You're like, oh, no, I got to connect this to make sure it doesn't look right wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why it's good to be able to sew everything that you do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That definitely helps. And like you said, you are not completely dependent on somebody else if you can't sew a lick at all. Yeah. Because ultimately when you have to outsource stuff that's related to your business. And,
1: and then being an entrepreneur where you ain't got no money to invest in your stuff <laughs> and pay for a manufacturer, you can make your stuff, you yeah. can make it made to order if you have to, and yeah. you can make your you can make your money as you go you know yeah. what i'm saying and yeah, i think because that's man, many, because it's like preparing for that i don't think a lot of entrepreneurs prepare for not having money they think they're always gonna have money yeah. but it's gonna come a time that you're not gonna sell or you'll only sell a certain amount and you're not gonna reach your goals and but you still have bills to pay yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. mad bills to pay not <laughs> only that you got a lifestyle that you have to uphold to get people to buy your stuff because if you don't look cool they're not buying your stuff yeah, yeah. You know what i mean so
0: yeah, exactly. Plus, manufacturers do have minimums. So if you can't meet those minimum minimums, sometimes you can't even afford to pay for a manufacturing or a production to produce it. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Now, what is any last thoughts you would want to leave for anybody either in this already or just getting started or wanting to as your overall a uh, recap of our whole conversation, I suppose. And how you know, you know, from your own experience and your journey, um, what you would want to share if it was you being able to give advice back to you when you first started.
1: Um, every profession takes about ten years to really pop off. Yeah. So I would say, you know, figure out if if you really like it, you know, just really stick with it, and just having that mind, just know you got to put at least ten years into the game. To yes. get where you really want to get to, yeah. and even if you get five years in and you want to change and pivot, you have that right. You yeah, can do that. Don't feel bad about yourself. Don't beat yourself up because yeah. if your heart and your soul is not into it, it's not going to come to fruition. Yeah, but just remember when you start stop at that five, you got to do another ten.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Love that.
1: Thank you again
0: for joining. I hope y'all enjoyed this session. Again, the podcast is all about digging a little bit deeper into fashion, creative professionals, fashion tech, fashion e-commerce, different designers and fashion entrepreneurs and their stories, their journeys, and how we're all running and doing our business to be able to grow and you know make a living off of what our passion and what we love to do. And mm-hmm. to me, anytime that you can be able. To pay your bills with your creativity, you're already successful. No matter what goal number you're trying to reach, whether you're trying to be, I'm trying to hit six figures, I'm trying to hit seven. If you're able to express yourself through your creativity and it pays your bills, you're already halfway there as far as your success. So um, stay tuned again for weekly episodes. Now that we're in the new year, we'll back be back to our regular scheduled program and I will tag MJ so y'all can check out her line when we post this and I hope y'all have a stylish week and look forward to chatting with y'all again soon.
1: All right. Deuces.